Good morning, everyone. I want to thank you for coming back and listening to Yesha Bloom. This is your man, Razi Fire. And today, I just wanted to talk about a little bit of things as usual that are on my mind. And uh, today, I just wanted to talk about being a super or Hayoka empath. I feel at this point, I know where I stand. And, you know, it's kind of hard at times being a very strong empath because... If you don't know, you know, which I'm sure many listening do, you know, the empathic life is not an easy life. And we all have empathic abilities as people, but some of us feel a little bit more than others. And that can tend to be misunderstood. And as growing up as a very sensitive person, as you're revered as by most, you know, you tend to alienate you tend to have been alienated you know singled out told that you're you you feel too much but the reality is that these things that you feel are superpowers you probably been hearing a lot of that lately but it's true you know if you don't know now you know you know the energy and motion is what gears us up towards creation of the unseen vision in which you hold inside your mind that you are so persisting to live for you know, and knowing where you stand and knowing who you are in regards to that is very, very, very important along the process of awakening, you know, and we all go through our own awakening. It doesn't always pertain to spiritual practices for everyone or doing certain things. It's different for everyone. But reality is we, we all come to a point where we start to change in our way of thinking. We start to question not only ourselves, but the world around us in relation to ourselves. You know, and for me, I've done a lot of shadow work, which is not easy, you know, or you can, you know, say that I've been doing a lot of child work because I have been always a person who searched for a lot of things. You know, outside of myself, and, and that wasn't really drugs or alcohol or, or women or anything like that. But it was more so mother and father figures. You know, people that could teach me things that I felt were important. You know, to me and how to make the right choices. You know, I know everyone, or I felt like I knew that everyone didn't have the, any the right choice. No one really does, but it is nice to have a template. You know, that is the whole point of being in tribes and growing up with elders around you that are supposed to teach you how to move around in the world and learn, you know, other people in relation to yourself and getting back to the empathicness and where this relates is as an empathic person, you know, you, you tend to feel a lot of things intuitively on a higher level than most people. And until you start to become aware or you're taught at a young age about this, senses that you have or this heightened sense you know you you really don't understand for a long time and you find that you run into a lot of narcissists because you tend to be the type of person that understands people from a place that most people couldn't even begin to figure out you know and easily really just by hearing their words feeling how they feel in a vibrational manner it, it makes it so much easier for you to open up to people and people to open up to you, you know. And a lot of times, like for myself especially, I've attracted people who I like to say 
seek you only for the love that you give to them, whether it's physically, verbally, in general. It's it's just a, a force that exists in a, in a lot of us, all of us, but there are some of us who, who just resonate strongly with this force naturally. And a lot of times you just don't understand, you know, we're not taught properly how to identify and be aware of these things in the, within ourselves and others. So you, you tend to think like, why do I always attract these kind of people? Especially for like very empathic people, like super empaths and hiokas, you know, you can tend, if, you, if you've had a, like a rough childhood and things like that, your vibration tends to be really, really off. And generally, you're still a very, very loving person, understanding and caring, but it's in this way of lack, you know, and I'm speaking from my own experience. Some others may be different. This isn't always, you know, true for everyone. But for me, I found that although I was somewhat protecting myself and I had trust issues, I would always still attract the worst people, you know, that on the surface seemed great. You know, you have these traumas in common and things like that. And you're like, oh my God, we're, we're a perfect match. But in reality, when you step back and you start to see, you know, certain signs that you would ignore before and time passes, you start to realize that, okay, this person is not necessarily who they were when I met them. You know, nobody's fully exactly who they are when you meet them. But like, I try to be both transparent as possible. Maybe that's why. I get used up so quick (laughs) or used to this doesn't really happen so much anymore now that I'm aware of it. But when you are looking for new things from a place of lack as, oh, oh my gosh, this keeps happening to me. And I I, I hope that something better comes because if it doesn't come, I'll just never get out of this. And I need something to pull me up out of this. And that's the problem right there, because then you're vibrating at a lower level frequency and and the things that you attract may on the outside appear as if though it is exactly what you wish for but on the inner side it's completely opposite you know because what you're doing or for at least in my experience what i believe what you're doing is you're attracting people that are exactly like yourself as we all know or some like to believe like myself you know we are reflections of each other and for me I was always a person who was afraid to be myself. I was always a person who was afraid to truly, truly love all the way and and be goofy and be crazy and be whatever, you know, tender and sensitive because most of the people I dated were very angry and very um, masculine dominant. And and for me, I'm a divine feminine. So that really plays like a major role, especially in society because a lot of women will beat you down or I wouldn't say women, a lot of them, but a lot of younger women in our younger age times would beat me down because we're taught that men are supposed to be very masculine and it's not the opposite. But, you know, those who have come to a higher level of knowledge knows that we know that we all possess the feminine, divine feminine and masculine qualities. And a male can be a divine feminine or masculine and vice versa with a female, you know, but when you're out of balance, you tend to get controlled by whoever's you know, more dominant. So that's all I'm basically saying. But getting back to the point, um, I found that I would attract people who seemed very outgoing and extroverted, just like myself. They'd be at shows, parties and gatherings and around crowds. But 
deeply antisocial. And once I would meet these people, I would try to talk to them. You know, as usual in your young days, you know, things kind of start off sexually. You do a lot of talking after, you know. And so when I would try to talk about these other things and get to know these people, they would I'd be met with anger. You know, there's nothing about me. There's I'm no one. I'm stupid. I'm this and that. You know, I've heard all the things in the tool shed and I've always been thrown back and would as a as a super empathic person that that kind of like draws you in you know it's like a lure because intuitively and inside deeply you want to help and that's kind of like the downfall so when you see someone who's who's really hurt you'll give it your all even if it kills you and it's because of that lack mentality that mentality that I must somehow wash out and undo what has happened to me as a child because I was burdened and it was supposed to happen because I have some type of thing I have to work out, you know, contract, you know, like I do believe in divine contracts, but some of the things that we lead ourselves to believe that are contracts with people or situations that happen to us were not, you know, and we lead ourselves down dark, deep, long tunnels that we can avoid. You know, and a lot of times you find yourself getting to a point where you separated long enough from these things or people and you realize that like, wow, when was the last time I had actually been myself? When was the last time I actually thought for myself? You know, and a lot of times this can be very, very, very emotional from what I find, because you you really start to realize that it's not time to blame. It's not really the people to blame, but in reality, you know, it's yourself, but it's not that you're want to blame yourself. It's that you're, you come to a point of awareness that you're like, wow, this really taught me a lot of lessons. This really has taught me how to control myself emotionally, even though we'll always be human and, you know, not be able to control everything we do. But, you know, to a, to a certain degree, I have evolved and I recognize that evolution within and I acknowledge it, you know, and I, and I love it, you know, and, and once you start to bring yourself to these points of views, then you start to realize that a lot of the friendships, a lot of your family member relationships and other relationships, you know, you'll find that most of those things or people had never had any foundation, really. You know, you realize that, wow, I feel uncomfortable in these settings because I've always felt uncomfortable. The reality is I didn't know where to be. So I fit in where I can get in. You know, we all know. But as you begin to shine brighter and brighter and brighter and recognize yourself you begin to see that what once fit for you no longer fits and others will not always understand some will some won't most won't you know but the reality is that you have to stand strong for yourself and know that as long as you do anything new for you new things will come you know and it's all about keeping your mind on this unseen goal while putting in conscious, intuitive work towards the unseen goal. And you stay strong to it, you know, and that goes along with the four dimensional thinking because you hold things in your mind's eye. You, you write it down and affirm it to yourself every day, every night, in any way that you like as you work in a part of your daily routine and meditations or whatever you like to call whatever you do, you know, 
you learn to visualize your end goal. You may not know when, where, how. Just know that it's a matter of time and where it doesn't really matter. You know, it'll take you there because things will come to you. It, it just works that way, especially in this day and era. You know, yeah, ads and everything on our computers and stuff steals our information and they, they make more and more items for us to buy. But in reality, it's like once they run out of ideas to steal, they'll just go to the source. They'll either buy you out or join you, ask you to join them. So, you know, <laughs> do you, you know, and, and look at it in a whole and just realize that once you start to realize that what you want, you can have and you visualize it in your mind's eyes to where it's so real that you can feel it, you can smell it, you can hear it, and it, it makes up all in which you can imagine, and your heart center's activated, and you'll know, because whew, you'll feel like you're in love. Then things are starting to happen. But always remember that manifestations and things like that, just like casting the seed, the seed don't come up growing the same way you threw it down. And a lot of times we look for our manifestations to come back the way in which we put things out. And, I, you know, I think we get used to that by working at nine to five. But when you step away from certain things that make you used to thinking a certain way, then you realize that most things that come back the way that come back to you from what you put out, they come back usually in an evolved manner, you know, differently, maybe higher than you, maybe a little whatever. But it would never usually look exactly like how you tossed it back. You know, and if your seeds don't come up in that area, go cast them somewhere else because there's plenty room for everyone. There's plenty. You just got to get it and enjoy the process so that your spirit and your heart can tell you where you need to be to enjoy the process and tell you what you need to do so you can enjoy the process so you can understand and be you and love and coexist with others while the shitstorm blows over, you know, so. Thank you for listening. I just wanted to share that for today. And I appreciate you guys. And I love you. And I believe in you. Thank you.